Uh, good afternoon and welcome along to the latest in our PFP podcast. I'm joined today by Grant Summers from Grant Thornton. Um, my name's Derek Granger. I'm one of the managers at PFP. Um, we've just been doing a webinar on tribunals and how to avoid them. Um, and as always, um, we get a number of questions um, that we aren't able to go through on the webinar. So we'll go through them. Um, before we do that, um, Grant will just kind of um, give you some of the points that, that are important um, and that he thinks that, that, that people should be aware of. Um, before we do any of that, just a, a quick plug um, for PFP. Um, for you, those of you that are subscribed, hopefully you know who we are. Um, we are one of the UK's leading providers of tax investigation insurance. Um, we pride ourselves on the fact that we help our member firms to significantly grow their take-up rates um, and also that we give them great service and support. Um, so Grant, how are you? Good, thank you, yes. Thanks good, so good. Um, before we, 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 we just jump into it, um, for those that didn't listen to the webinar, um, if you could just give us a little bit of a kind of background on yourself and your experience. Yeah, my background is that I'm, I've been a partner at Grant Thornton for 14 years in the tax dispute team. Before that, I was with Deloitte um, for eight years and before that with HMRC. Uh, and at HMRC, I dealt with lots of investigation work and dealt with the general commissioners um, on, on the numerous occasions and throughout the past 20 years in the profession um, I've run the dispute team so we've had a number of cases before the general special commissioners tribunals um, court of appeal chancery court and the criminal court so I've got some experience there that, that, that led me to do this presentation really about tribunals and how to avoid them because there are so many layers of things to get through before you get to tribunal yeah um, and 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 on that, before we we, we go any further, um, obviously the the you know the, there was a, a recent case that you guys were involved in, so we might as well just hit it head on. Um, if you want to give us a little bit of a, a kind of um, info on that, Grant. Yeah, we, we um we had a decision out last week. Uh, Christo Ackroyd Media, which was one of the BBC newsreaders, um, so unfortunately that one went against us, but we're considering an appeal. Um, but there's a forty-four page decision out there. Um, key point there was on, on the day it came out, we had the BBC and ITV run it and all of the major newspapers run it and over the weekend. Um, so some learning messages from, from, from that and how to handle it. Um, and the week before, we had a successful result in the, in the, in the, uh, in the criminal court with a client acquitted. Um, and we're waiting for a decision at the moment from from another tribunal case. Yeah, yeah. I was I was going to mention that the, the positive stuff as well, <laughs> but we'll, we'll build up to that. Um, so, in terms of the, the the things that you would like to to get across, um, what 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 were the main things that you were looking to speak to people about? Um, to try and explain the big difference between the old general commissioners, which people might be familiar with, and how the new tribunals work. Um, to talk about the review system. Um, the, the, the process of getting a case to a tribunal and to talk briefly about um, the ADR regime. Excellent. Um, so, so really uh, kind of on the, the differences are, are, are kind of um, between the, the new system and the old system, what, what, what are the, the key? I, th I think the key point there is that um, some of you will be familiar with the general commissioners, which was much more um, uh, local and um, it, it tended to be local business people rather than tax experts. Um, and it dealt with lots and lots of decisions, um, very few of them ever published. Um, it dealt with combating delay, really, in the tax regime. Um, and any complex cases back then would go before the special commissioners. So anything regarding something like tax residence would, would go before the, commission, uh, the, the specials. 
So a lot of us became familiar with the general commissioners and that kind of rough justice, if you like, that, that was meted out there. Um, but the tax tribunal regime that was introduced in 2009 is very different. Um, it's it's uh, populated by tribunal judges who are um, paid professionals rather than the, the old lay general commissioners. Um, so they're all paid. They're typically tax barristers. And there are even full-time tax judges who will invariably have a barrister training. So it makes it much more formula, formulaic than, than sure. previously. Yeah. Now, I, I know you, you won't believe this, but the, the old commissioners were, were kind of before my time. I'm a bit too young for that, Grant. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I know I don't look it. Um, but um, one of the things that I, I, I've heard quite a few times in the eight and a half years that I've been with PSP is people harking back to the, the old, old style commissioners um, and, and seeing how much better it was. But... Um, oh. One of the questions that we did get um, in, the, in the webinar, and I think it's, it was a good question, was, was in your opinion, um, is it now better um, than it was in, in, in the kind of old commissioner style um, for HMRC or for the taxpayer? I think the old commissioners were good for those small cases. I remember a case years ago in Hexham, where I was the inspector, and we had the tribunal judge who was a local sir, um, who actually had this farmer in front of him. Sorry, my study just kicked in there. <laughs> actually had this uh, farmer in front of him, and he said to me, which land does he farm? And Oh, right. He said, well, it's poor land up there. What's the personal allowance? Well, that'll be his profits. <laughs> and just determined his profits at his personal allowance. Yeah. But you can't, that's not going to happen anymore. It, it's much more um, uh, form, formulaic-based now. The new system uh, means you're not, you're not going to be able to succeed at the tribunal without properly documenting your case, and you're going to get a proper written decision and it, it, th th that's the big difference that means that hmrc can't bounce cases in anymore everything has to be done in a, in a much more judge-led way yeah yeah but what you'd say overall it's it's, it's better for the taxpayer now, I, yeah. I, th I think it's it's fairer for the taxpayer now yeah. um it's expensive though there's yeah. no doubt about that it's a much more expensive regime um and uh and it hasn't in my opinion it hasn't particularly helped with combating delay yeah. In fact, it can be quite a lengthy process because it's being done, if you like, properly with all the correct directions. It does take longer. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a good thing to, to, to um, maybe discuss in a bit more detail. A lot of a lot of our um, clients um, won't have been to tribunal before, um, so don't really know the process and, 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 and kind of how it works. So could you explain a little yeah. bit more about, about the actual process well, of the, the, the tribunal? The actual tribunal will be held in a magistrate's court or potentially a, an employment tribunal um, court. So um, it will be a requirement that because you're the appellant, you will be the one who has to um, deliver the directions. You're the one who has to deliver the bundles um, at your expense, um, and you're the one who will have to bring forward any witnesses that you rely upon. You'll have to do a skeleton argument, and not doing those means you you won't get you won't get much of a hearing at all. So it, it, it's more um, it's more demanding than in the past. You can't simply turn up with the revenues letter and talk through the points. Yeah, and in terms of the kind of time scale of, of getting to tribunal, how long does that normally take then? Well, before you can go, you need to have a decision that you appeal against. Right. So you have to go through the whole process of your investigation before the inspector will issue a decision. If, if you think he's dragging his heels, you can go for a closure notice before the tribunal. Um, and then when you get the decision, you're entitled, statutorily, you're entitled to a review. And the tribunal will want to know that you've considered having a review. Um, I think having a review is worthwhile because it's much cheaper than going to tribunal. 
Um, but having a review, um, if you simply ask an independent inspector to review the decision and you don't bring forward any new arguments or better express the arguments that you've put forward previously, then you're likely to get the same decision again. Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, Grant, you came along and spoke at our um, national conference um, last year at the UK Tax Investigations Conference. And that was one of the things that, that quite a, a few people had said was, was you know, that the review process doesn't work. But it, it, it's, it's not. It, it, if, if the decision letter has been properly prepared, another inspector is likely to come to the same decision because if it's well written, it will address the facts and it will apply the law within the letter, and you'll get the decision. And it will be it's it, 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 it likely to be a reasonably um, sustainable decision. Yeah. So the only way you're going to overturn that is to bring in some new facts or to explain that enough stress isn't being given to certain parts. And um, so, it, whilst it's free and it um, and it takes very little time to say, please can I have a review, that's not likely to get you very far. Yeah. And, and it's far better to put the time in there at the review stage um, than for, for a tribunal. Yeah. Another um, kind of um, way of, of going that um, some of my clients have tried, um, I've, heard, I've, I've heard good and bad um, kind of results from it is the uh, alternative dispute resolution route. Um, which, what is that um, for those that don't know about it? Um, you, can, you can apply for ADR. Um, HMRC don't have to agree it. Um, but if you, if you want an independent mediator to facilitate a day, hopefully it should only be a day, um, that, that, that can be very helpful because it, it brings both sides to the table um, and the mediator is, is just trying to look for any common ground. Um, I find it's more helpful if you've got maybe four or five points because then you might be able to part one or two and, and, and compromise on others. Um, it's not necessarily the right approach if you've just got a five-year-old investigation that needs someone to pull it all together and really condense it. Um, but then at some stage, someone's going to have to do that. Yeah. And it's still cheaper to do that at ADR than it is before a tribunal. Yeah. Um, one of the questions we got on the webinar about ADR um, is um, who pays the costs on that? Um, and, and you explained The that. ones that I've seen have typically been, you're asked to pay £300 for the mediator. I think given there must be a reasonable size tax problem here to, to require ADR, um, so the 300 is not, not yes. an unreasonable fee. Yeah. Um, and in your experience, ADR, would you say it's a, it's a, a good route to, to go down? It's a good route. I mean, calling it ADR, um, it, it, it's, a good, it's a good idea if you've got a case that's heading for potentially litigation to actually get a proper meeting with HMRC and facilitating it through the ADR regime is, is as yeah. good an idea as any. But it, it really, my, my message is, there are lots of cases out there that are three to five years old and nobody's really pulled it together. What you don't particularly want is the revenue pulling it together in a decision letter because it may be that that decision letter is against you and then and then you're possibly pushing towards um, the tribunal. Yeah. Um, so just in terms of the actual on the day itself, um, when, when they, they, they have their case or their day in court, as it is... At the tribunal? Yes. Yes. Um, how, how does that... Um, generally work then right well at the tribunal um, it's your appeal so um, so you will present first uh, you'll have, you, you should have submitted a skeleton argument you'll have seen their skeleton argument you present um, my advice would be that your client the appellant should be there um, it may well be that your client will want to give evidence so you'll have submitted a witness statement so at least they're familiar with that yeah 
um, you you leave your client's um, evidence, and then he can be cross-examined. And yeah. Undoubtedly, will be cross-examined. Yeah. Um, and then you can call any other witnesses, and an expert might be helpful. Um, and then HMRC will put forward their witnesses. Yeah. Um, and again, you get the opportunity to cross-examine those. And for the for the the kind of most part, would you say it's, it, it would be advisable to um, have the client actually um, as a witness? I, unless it's a technical point, in which case you might want someone who's got more technical expertise from within that business. But mm -hmm. generally, certainly in a, in a kind of a tax investigation situation, uh, I think it would be advisable to have the client. Um, if we're just talking about the difficulties of a tax investigation, the difficulties of quantum and getting to a number, then that's not the right place to have that. Tribunal judges don't want to go through the numbers and, sure. and decide on what the numbers are. That should be dealt with separately with HMRC. Um, yeah. you, I think I think you, you're asking a tribunal judge to do an awful lot in one or two days to to investigate a five-year-old case and come up with what the right number should be. Yeah. One of the things you mentioned um, on the, the webinar that I thought was really interesting was the amount of time afterwards that the, the, the judge has to, to kind of um, yep. come to the decision. Yeah, the guidance on that is that the judge should give a written decision within three months. But that's only guidance because the tribunal can't be seen to be trying to influence the judge by pushing him to issue an early decision. Um, and I've had a case that took a year, um, and one I got the one I got last week that was four months. That was yeah. end of September was that was the uh, was was the actual hearing, um, and there's not a lot you can do about that. Um, that leads into managing the client's expectations yeah. because what the client often doesn't realise is that if if they lose, so if something's taken two or three years to discuss and go through the review process and then goes to appeal, and then they get the decision, the tax is payable 30 days thereafter. Even yeah. if you're appealing to the upper tribunal, it's payable. And you won't get much sympathy from HMRC if you say, well, I haven't got the money ready. Well, you've known that this decision was on its way. You knew it might not be in your favour. Yeah. Um, so where's the money? And then that leads on, Derek, to the interest point. Yeah. Clients often get upset at how much the interest is um, because the interest will be from the year that the assessment was made, and even though there may have been lengthy delay in the case getting to litigation and getting the written decision out, um, and then the appeal period that they might be looking at, the interest will, will run. And it'll, it'll, yeah. even though it's not that high of a figure now, it, it's still going to be an appreciable amount. Cool. And you'll get a lot of clients saying, surely you can reduce this for me, Grant. And my experience is you really can't. You're really no. struggling. Once you're at yeah. that point, yeah. that's it. Because you've lost. You know, yeah. It's um, not negotiation then. In, in, in your experience, the amount of time that goes into preparing for tribunal, I mean, it, 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 it's not insignificant, is it? Well, the fact that you're the appellant is important to remember. So you have to prepare the bundles. Um, there are certain things that you have to provide. Um, I mean, you can't really be calling a witness without thinking about preparing some kind of statement for them in advance. Yeah. Um, and then there'll be documents coming from HMRC. And again, you know, to, to do your client justice, you've got to look at those and you've got to think about your response to them. Um, even preparing the bundles can be quite a time-consuming task if you're looking at, you know, um, a three- to five-year investigation. Um, so I think clients need to be aware of that. The compliance costs of doing a tribunal are, are, are quite quite heavy. Yeah, yeah. And for um, for the advisors that are listening in, um, you know, we, we deal with everything from, from you know, um, sole practitioners right up to some of the, the biggest firms um, in the UK. But for those... Um, predominantly the, the, the smaller firms um, who do get into this situation I mean the, the time that this can take up um, for them can, can be frightening um, 
in terms of you know um, speaking to firms like yourself, um, are, are you happy to, to have a chat with folk? Can it, the, the we we would be more than happy to 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 give an initial opinion on that. I think yeah. sort of key times might be when you've had the decision letter, uh, or when you've given it your best shot with a review, and the review letter comes back still yeah. still with with the wrong answer. Um, I think that's a good time to take a second opinion. Yeah, you know, yeah. before you say to your client, "We need," you know, "Yeah, yeah, well, I'm still fully behind you. Let's go to the tribunal." You need you need to sort of take a step back. Then, if you've tried twice and you're not getting the right answer, um, it might be a time to go and see tax counsel, um, because that's an awful lot cheaper than going to a tribunal. Yeah, um, and it might be a time if you were thinking about ADR to really have a a good review of the position and take on board the points that the revenue was saying and and say have a honest conversation with the client and yourself about, you know, are we going to win all of these five points? Are there a couple we should be really thinking about conceding? It might be if you concede those two, you don't even need ADR to yeah. get the thing resolved. So a real sense check for you and your client um, and, and equally uh, an appraisal of how good the revenues argument is. And sometimes you'll be getting tax bills that are coming out of just an inability for you to document things. Sure. Uh, and if and if, if you haven't got the documents after five years, you're not going to get them before the tribunal. Yeah. And so you, again, decisions to be made. Are you quite happy then, Grant? If um, if any of our subscribers want to want to get in contact with you, um, if they're in this type of situation with clients, um, tell happy them, uh, happy for them to yeah. pick up the phone or send me an email, and, and either myself or one of the guys in my yeah. team will come yeah. back to them. Yeah. yeah. And you do. There's quite a big team that you guys. Yeah, have we've got 25 in the UK. Um, yeah. All ex-tax inspectors or CTAs. So. Brilliant. Yep. Excellent. Well, on that, um, we're going to wrap that up. Um, I'd just like to thank everybody again for listening in. Um, and if you haven't subscribed already, please hit the subscribe button. Um, if you do want to get in touch, um, you can contact us and we can put you in contact with Grant directly. Or um, if you go on to Grant Thornton's website, um, you're an easy man to find. <laughs> um, from myself, Derek Granger, I'd just like to thank you all again for listening. Grant, I'll pass it over to you just to say goodbye. Thank you. Thanks very much, Derek. Good night.